0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Down goes Frazier!
1: Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is disappointed. All oh, the band is out of the field. He's is in right down the line. What do going to crush one in the line. one in the right down the line. Yeah. Let's get it let's get
2: it what's let's up, what's get it up, started. everybody? We are back on the eve of a Packers-Seahawks game yeah. that, of course, has all of my attention going into this week's episode. So this is going to be kind of on the fly, Wits. This is going to be a fun, see how this kind of works thing. We're doing this at halftime. I'm going to hop back into the game while we're shooting the show. Uh, but let's cover some sports. I know we've been uh, enjoying the vast variety of sports that are now – Presented to us, we've got college basketball again, the NBA, the Mellowless league. Ultimately, I know you want to talk about that, and uh, then we'll get into college football and the NFL, like we've been doing. We also have some MVPs to announce, and we'll do that this segment. But let's just start off with the what seems to be a big deal, but it might not be the biggest, and that is Carmelo Anthony being let go by the Houston Rockets.
0: Yeah, man, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Actually, I mean, I think I call it. Honestly, right when I right when we saw it a couple summers ago, Carmelo going to the Thunder wasn't going to be any big deal, and he really basically didn't do didn't do anything for the Thunder, and then moving over to the Rockets um,
2: did even know, less for them.
0: Did even less. I mean, and after ten games, they're going to part ways with him, and I, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised, Mellow. You know, my my thoughts have been pretty clear on him. Um, great scorer, not really that great anymore. Never really hasn't really won since since he was in college at Syracuse, so. I'm not surprised. Um, Melo, I think the funny thing about Melo, he was never really part of a big three. Like when he was on the Nuggets, he, you know, big threes weren't really a thing yet. And then he went to the Thunder. People were calling You missed
2: it. the Knicks. You skipped the entire portion of his career. It
0: was so forgetful, I I forgot. They um,
2: tried the big three there with Amari Stoudemire, Carmelo, and all the horrible other pieces they had. But right. yeah, Carmelo has uh, been...
0: Yeah, they tried that, and then they tried to call it a big three with um, Russ, Paul, George, and Mellow. It was kind of a big two and a half or a big two, little one. And I think this was a this was a last ditch effort by Carmelo to be part of a big three, and uh, he's on, he's on his way out. Houston sucks.
2: I think um, when you look in the dictionary for whether or in an encyclopedia, losing can be referred to as Carmelo Anthony, or the definition of losing is Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul too. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is this is the argument I think we can have. I know the Chris Paul debate is that he hasn't won a title either, but he has one more even, playoff game. He hasn't even He's come close more to winning.
0: He, he hasn't even gotten to conference finals,
2: except for the fact that he lost in the conference finals last year to the Golden State Warriors after they were up three one. Eh, he was injured for the last two I, games,
0: <laughs> the most important I,
2: ones. I i i feel you i understand that but uh i'm gonna say that whatever let's stop
0: let's stop uh giving valuable airtime to the rockets in carmelo it just doesn't seem very very fair to the rest of the sporting world
2: well i thought i thought i'd give you the opportunity to be happy for a little bit on today's show and talk a little major league baseball in the off season as we have our two mvps and two cy young award winners announced and i feel you're a fan of all four of the winners here
0: yeah, I'm a fan of all four and I think the voters um and the writers, I think they got it right. I've got no complaints about anybody on this list. Uh first let's take a look at the MVPs. Um I think it was pretty hard to vote against Kristen Yelich the way he came down at the end of the year, had a fantastic year. Um really awesome season for the Brewers. You know they finally pulled through, um, and made it to the playoffs. Very exciting. I mean they were, you know, they were one game away from making it to the World Series. So, you know, congratulations to Christian Yelich. Um, really a budding stole star. it from Javi Baez there. Um, I don't know if he stole it. I think, I think they, were, they were pretty close. was is the wrong
2: word. He came on hot at the end of the year, replacing Javi Baez as the favorite for the MVP award, and that's why he was able to capture it today.
0: Right, and he was so hot down the stretch. Like I mean, his numbers ended up being, not significantly, but just overall better than Javi's numbers. He was just so good. Um, and when a team's fighting in a playoff race like that, I mean, it's hard not to give it to the guy. And just such an exciting player. I remember watching him a few years ago. Um you know, seemed like he had a lot of potential, but you know, there's a lot of guys who have a lot of potential earlier in their careers. Really blossomed, you know, a great player. Um, Spurs team's fun, they're exciting, especially with Lokane out there as well. Uh looking at the AL side of things, Mookie Betts, um, there's talks. Is is he possibly coming close to the best player in baseball? Is he staking his claim? Um, I don't think so yet. I still think that I would I say as a rational
2: person, I would argue against you there too. I just I would, the, Mike Trout, it's the Mike Trout disease, the LeBron James disease, the two guys who deserve to win it every year. I mean, you could have made an absolute case for Mike Trout winning it again this year, but once again, they went a different route and gave it to Mookie Betts.
0: Yeah, I think Mike Mike Trout is getting, he gets the LeBron treatment, um, and I guess it's not a bad thing being so good that it's hard to measure up, but Mookie Betts had a great year too, and for this Boston team that won the World Series, it was kind of funny, like halfway through the year we were talking about you know we, we have two MVPs on the same team. I mean, J.D. Martinez, I think, was, if not in the top two, the top three uh, vote-getters for the AL, but two very solid choices for MVP. Um, move over to Cy Young. Uh, Roz was very happy about the AL Cy Young because a guy who got snubbed in the All-Star game and Blake Snell comes away with the Cy Young victory, which I think he would take uh, 10 times out of 10. Um, as the best pitcher in the American League. Blake Snell, I had him on my fantasy team this year. Um, Another guy like Christian Yelich who really broke out. He came into the league in 2015 and had an unbelievable season for Tampa Ray Rays team. It's not very good, um, but he was awesome. Had an ERA. I think it was just a little bit over two. Um, Fantastic young pitcher. What would you think? Any thoughts?
2: I was in agreement with you. I think Blake Snell, who actually threw, I believe it was the fewest innings in a season to win the Cy Young award. Um, he deserved it, though. I mean, his statistics were there. He pitched for a team that was atrocious, but he was on the winning end of most of his games. Um, and I know wins isn't really a stat you want to use when coming to a Cy Young. But I, I, like you said, he got snubbed from the All-Star game, so I think that's even more impressive. He's able to finish the year with a Cy Young. Um, it's a shame the team he's on, but it, it's, uh, it's a good thing moving forward. I think this guy is going to be a very valuable pitcher once he hits the free agent market.
0: Yeah, and then looking at the last guy, uh, Jacob deGrom, you brought up an interesting point right there about wins, and it seems like wins continually mean less and less. Jacob deGrom becomes the least winningest pitcher to win the Cy Young Award in the history of the league. Um, Ten wins, nine losses this year, but had a 1.7 ERA, um, was unbelievable, and he, I think he had, was it 27 or 28 consecutive starts, um, allowing three year runs or less, just, just an unbelievable year. And it's, it's crazy to think if he was on a good team, like if he got some run support, what kind of record he would have had, but you know, three runs or fewer and 31 out of his 32 starts this year, zero runs in 18 starts. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable to watch.
2: I completely agree. Uh, Again, it's the curse of the Mets, the curse of the Witt picks. It's just a matter of seeing Syndergaard and DeGrom on a horrible team. And I could only imagine what it would be like if they were Chicago Cubbies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so the Mets decided to hang on to their core pitching staff, so maybe they can find a way to turn it around and give Witts a little redemption uh, next year in 2019. But that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show... You know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We're going to be back after the break. We got to break down college football. Um, we are getting real close to playoff time, folks. We've got the NFL um, game of the year, Chiefs Rams on Monday night. Um, we got a lot of good things cooking, so we'll see you after the break.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody? I know we are expected to go into some college football real quickly, but we're going to skip that for a second and talk college basketball because I want to get my way too early hot takes out in the universe. Um, Wits, I don't know how much you followed this week. I'm assuming pretty much zero. (laughs) I
0: saw some Zion Williamson highlights. That was about it.
2: Zion Williamson is the real deal. Um, That's not even a hot take. That's just fact. At this point, Duke is going to be a scary team to beat um, and definitely a scary team to face for most of their upcoming opponents. But I want to call out the Big East. Villanova this week losing 73 to 46 was down 44 to 17 to Michigan at the half. Not even close. They were seven point favorites heading into the game, so you know Roz hit that hard with a seven point pick of Villanova. I'm calling out the Big East because the Big Ten has absolutely schooled them in their matchup so far this season. Um, We also had a tough loss for Marquette, losing to Indiana by 23, giving up 96 points, the 24th-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles, going down to the Hoosiers, who will most likely hop into the top 25 following that victory. I'm calling out the Big East. You need to stand up. You need to figure out what you're doing because it has been a brutal sight to start the 2018-2019 college basketball season.
0: Yeah, and how about Michigan starting the revenge tour a little early, taking down Villanova 73-46. to 46. Um, Not exactly what you're looking for out of a national championship rematch game, but yeah, Roz, um, Big Ten showing a little life. Hoosiers um, will certainly be in the top 25 by the end of the week. And uh, yeah, things are looking pretty good. Um, yeah, Michigan stayed up there at 11, and Duke, I think, takes his rightful place at number one. Um, but yeah, season's going pretty well so far. I mean, with all the college football, NFL and MLB awards and hockey going on, I don't really have time for college basketball, but you know,
2: that's what I'm here for. (laughs) I will be, I'll take care of our college basketball. And when we get Mike Straface on the show again, he'll be able to, uh, assist in letting us know how Purdue's doing. They did just beat Appalachian state today by 22 points. Obviously you're listening to this on Saturday, but. We are working. We do our work on a Thursday, and Purdue and Green Bay happen to have their games today. But let's get into college football. We've got one more week before the big games. We're going to get Michigan, Ohio State next week. We're going to have Alabama, Auburn. I mean, it's crunch time, like you said, for college football, and I could not be more excited. This week, you've got some interesting matchups. Absolutely, some that I think are going to. There's going to be some upsets involved. Uh, but let's let's start with a little bit of last week, Alabama continuing their shutout streak for eight straight quarters, not allowing Mississippi State to score as they won 24 nothing and did cover the spread wits. And then we had Clemson just put a little bit of a trouncing on it, showed their best Alabama impression, winning 27-7, to only allowing a touchdown to Boston College. Like I said, the ACC has been falsely ranked all year long, and them being a 17 was not so much a real ranking. Boston College goes down, Clemson remains at two, and it looks like Clemson's going to cruise their way to the playoff.
0: Yeah, uh, very impressive showing by Clemson. Um, that was kind of fun, having game day at Boston College. I, I don't think, you know, in my lifetime I've never seen it there, but uh, good effort by BC. Uh, they kept it close in the first half. I think it was 17-7, but Clemson, just too much. Uh, they're just a great team. Um, so I agree with you. They're going to cruise Alabama. <laughs> Impressive win versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State, the best scoring defense in college football. We're up. I think they'd only given up eight or nine touchdowns the entire year. Uh, Michigan, two weeks in a row, forty-two to seven, um, taking down Rutgers, which does not belong in the Big Ten and they're an embarrassment. Um, Notre Dame, I think that could be a. They might be in a little bit of trouble this week. Uh, Syracuse, at the start of the year, you probably would have thought. Eh, Syracuse, probably uh, not going to be nearly as hard as Florida State, but I think it's the opposite way around. Got Syracuse ranked up there at number 12. I think this is going to be a dogfight for the Irish, um, and it could change the tide of the rankings this week because we've got a lot of teams on the outside looking in. We got Georgia at 9 and 1. They won a great game against Auburn. You got Oklahoma with a huge win against Oklahoma State. Yeah, Washington State, West Virginia, Ohio State.
2: I don't think Oklahoma deserved that win though against Oklahoma State. That was um, a that was a very big that was a big decision made. Tried the West Virginia approach, going for two to win the game, failed by Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma's going to scurp away with the W there.
0: Yeah, they did scurp away. I was very disappointed. Uh, I would love to see Mullet Mike Gundy come away with that one, but it didn't happen. Um, that was an awesome game. The Big Twelve, I think. I don't even think they need defensive or offensive linemen. I they should just call it a seven on seven because the lack of tackling and defense in that conference is unbelievable. Pretty fun to watch, but I think they were averaging like nine, nine, ten yards a play in that game. Um, so yeah,
2: the- can, we talk- can we talk about Ohio State? How ugly of a win that was. I understand the scoreboard says twenty six to six, but their offense looked atrocious the entire way yeah
0: we're a far a far cry away from those Dwayne Haskins early season Heisman uh Heisman chance. in my opinion I think Ohio State's offense has gotten progressively more challenged as the year has gone on and I agree with you I mean that's it's a big win 26-6 but man I don't know this Michigan game is going to be tough um if Ohio State can't put it together
2: no, I agree with you. Michigan looks like the way better team defensively, and it looks like Shea Patterson has come into his own. Ohio State has gone the absolute other direction. I'm already on the early boat for Michigan winning that game. We just had a huge run in the Green Bay game taken back, so I'm really impressed with the way I was able to handle myself. Um, that was really bad. It was a nice 20-yard run by Aaron Jones taken back. So we'll see how long he's going to handle it. But yeah, Ohio State, Michigan, I was hoping for a really good matchup. It's just looking like it's going to be a— Blowout by Michigan at this point.
0: Mm, I don't know if I don't know about a blowout. I think no matter where these teams are ranked, I think it'll always be a pretty good game. But um, that'll be something to look out for. Um, but I think playoff wise, I think the most interesting matchup this week for me has to be Syracuse and Notre Dame because if Notre Dame loses, um, there's a lot of one loss teams out there right now that are vying for that fourth or third spot. Um, so you'd have to think Michigan would move up or they to take down Indiana. But, you know, other than that, there's not a lot of great ranked matchups out there. Um, you have UCF Cincinnati. UCF
2: finally gets a ranked matchup though.
0: Yeah. This, um, if a couple things were to happen, this could be a very interesting week, um, in the rankings. And then we've got Texas, Iowa state 15, 16, pretty good matchup. Um, Texas having a very solid year. Uh, you know, I know they had a, a couple disappointing losses, but I think they've overachieved. Tom Herman finally putting some things together for the Longhorns, um, and that kind of rounds out top twenty-five action for the week. Um, you know, a little light on the slate, but we have a couple, a couple good matchups. But I will not be turning on Alabama versus the Citadel. I just won't be doing it.
2: I I would love to watch Alabama versus Citadel. I would love to see how many points Alabama could put up, or even if they're going to play to it. I mean, obviously they're going to start with them, but that game could get to seventy, eighty points.
0: Yeah, it definitely could. But I just, I think I just don't think Alabama is that type of team to put up eighty points versus the Citadel. This fifty point spread, I could see this game being forty two to seven. I'm going to call it right now. Uh,
2: and now it is fourth down now i'm more focused and ready to talk we've got some picks to talk about how much time do we have in this segment wits we got a couple
0: minutes left uh about one i'm just kidding not a couple half of a couple we got one minute left so we're gonna get to our picks and maybe even take a little bit of the nfl's time because we got to we got to make our five picks every week um so, yeah, why don't you start us off, Roz?
2: I'm going to start us off since you talked about the Notre Dame game. <coughs> I'm going Notre Dame minus 10. I think Books should be back and ready to play. Syracuse, again, one of those ACC teams that is probably higher ranked than they deserve to be. I'm all in. Give me Notre Dame minus 10.
0: Uh, I'm on the other side of that. I like Syracuse plus 10. They've been playing some great football this year. Um, Dino Babers, their head coach, um, doing a lot of great things. I think they win this game straight up. I'm going to play a Monday morning mashup. Um, These rankings are going to look a lot different, and I like the orange to win straight up in South Bend.
2: Very bold pick. I don't agree with you by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm excited to see how this game pans out.
0: Yeah, I'll go to my next couple picks, kind of rattle them off here. I got OK State uh, plus 4.5 at home versus West Virginia. Very big loss last week by OK State, but they played well. I think they're going to ping with WVU at home. I've also got Northwestern plus two on the road versus Minnesota, um, yeah, so we got about 20 seconds here, Ross. Why don't you give us a couple picks and we'll finish it off at the start.
2: Well, I'm on the same page as you. I'm Oklahoma State plus five. They've been keeping it in it with every single game. And Northwestern, don't sleep on the Wildcats. They continue to win. They clinch their place in the Big Ten Championship game. Go Wildcats.
0: Go Wildcats. What a year it has been for Northwestern sports. You look at them making it to the NCAA tournament for the first time ever, winning the Big Ten West. It's been quite a year he be a Wildcat down there in Evanston. But that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We are bigger than ESPN. We are bigger than Barstool Sports. Um, shout out to Rube there. Podcast is growing. 20,000 downloads a month. Don't miss it. We'll catch you after the break.
1: that will help you, give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at the bubba We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the show.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back for our third segment. We're already crushing our picks, let me tell you. I mean, we are smoking right through, and we're going to get to the NFL probably in this segment. But let's finish it off. We, Like we said, UCF has their first ranked matchup of the season. I think this is an important game for them to win. It's not going to help their playoff case by any stretch of the imagination because it is only against Cincinnati. But I am taking UCF minus seven. I, I am really wanting to switch my pick now that I said that out loud, but I'm going to stick with them because I wrote it down first. UCF wins by seven.
0: Yep. And rule number one, you never cancel. But um, I like UCF minus seven as well. I think they're, they're a very good team. Um, better than people thought coming into this year, uh, you know, 13-0. and 0, I, think, I think there's a lot of people out there who still think this program is a little bit of a fluke. But you know what? 22 wins uh, in a row the past two years. I like them. I think they're going to come out with a lot of extra juice in this game because this is a chance for them to prove um, just a little extra something here. Even though Cincinnati's not that great, they are a top 25 team. Um, and last game on the slate, 7 o'clock Saturday night, big matchup between the Texas Longhorns and the Iowa State Cyclones, 15-16. Interesting matchup here, Roz, but I do like the Longhorns minus 2.5 at home. Like I said before, they've been playing some great football. really like what Tom Herman's doing over there. Um, So I think they win this game straight up. Um, I think it'll be an awesome game. Good for Saturday night, but I I like the Longhorns here.
2: Yes, we are going to go Texas minus 2.5 as well as we sack Russell Wilson back for a 15-yard loss. This couldn't have been more beautiful. Our defense looking great coming out of the half. Give me Texas minus 2.5 only because they're at home This team has been up and down all year long. I like Texas, minus two and a half. Let the emotions run wild, wits.
0: Just let them run wild. I wish I was a Packers fan. Uh, Just kidding. I don't watch 500 teams. Go Bears. Um, All right, Roz, let's get to the NFL. Um, A lot of stuff going on last week in the league. We had two teams, not one, but two teams put up over 50 points. One of them happened on Thursday night. Um, Just an absolute... Trouncing of the Panthers by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and still, we had Christian McCaffrey scoring all three touchdowns for the Panthers. Disappointing, um, you know, when your fantasy football league is being run by Jared Rubin. It's 9 0. It's not, and he it's not McCaffrey. pretty.
2: And, and there's no end in sight. That's it's not, it's sure. not
0: pretty, but the, the fantasy football gods, they've been sent out to do their mission, and there'll be a time and a place for Rube's team. But this week was not that week. Um, Pittsburgh putting up 50 points and interesting news Roz uh, from the league. Le'Veon Bell will not take the field in 2018 or 2019. This was uh this was like this year's version of Andrew Luck.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. Minus the fact that Luck just wasn't physically able to play. Le'Veon Bell really sticking to it man i don't appreciate it by any stretch of the imagination i don't think he's a team player i wouldn't want him joining my team if i were an athlete in this day and age at all i understand you have to play for your money but at a certain point you had the option there was a deal given to you it just wasn't to your standards and a guy can he can state that he's been the top two running back in the league the last 5 years but running backs as you know they get dinged up fast. Their careers are a lot shorter, and it's a more it's a bigger financial risk for these teams. And Le'Veon Bell taking another year off, I know he's going to be completely fresh. I just don't know how much more he's got left in the tank. And trust me, one hit that he hasn't taken in over a year, maybe that ends his season next year. Can you imagine that? On week one on his new team, he tears his ACL or breaks a leg. It would just be terrible. And his, his career would be known as a holdout. That's basically what it would be. Um, but James Conner's my dude, man a guy who came through cancer like a champion and is now running it like crazy for the Steelers. I wish I didn't trade him away in fantasy. I wish I didn't have a, I wish I had a backbone and would have trusted the process that Connors was going to be the guy all year long, but they did win and they swamped this Panthers team pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah. It would have been hard to know that Le'Veon Bell would not play a single down of football this year. Um, but yeah, Roz, I agree with you. I don't know where this, this puts bell. Um, I'm sure he'll get paid by someone, but it's kind of disappointing, like not even that I'm a fan of him, um, but just to see a guy, you know, basically leave his team out to drive for the entire year. Um, but the great thing about sports, Roz, you know, the best saying, next man up. Next man. And up. the next
2: man up has done his job. He's that done is, done his 100%. job. They've
0: rattled off six wins or excuse me, five wins in a row. Um, really been on fire lately. The other team I talked about that put up fifty points. And a 51-14 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a New Orleans Saints. This team. We're getting,
2: we're getting back to the old Bengals. The, guy, the <laughs> Andy Dalton that we used to know and love. The one that you yep. were back till the end of, end of time.
0: Till the end of time. And you know what? the The Cincinnati Bengals are getting back Hugh Jackson too. So a bunch of lovable losers over there. In Cincinnati let's see if they can go another year without winning a playoff game certainly By how it sh-
2: congrats to Drew Brees for passing Brett Favre the greatest quarterback of all time Drew Brees has now passed him in passing touchdowns and uh it's a it's a big honor so I'm excited to see Brees continue to dominate at his old age
0: yeah Drew Brees um thing things that he's doing over there in New Orleans right now um, he looks just as good as he did 10 years ago I mean it's truly spectacular um Michael Thomas over there, and man, the Des Bryant situation, that really came and went, you know, tearing his Achilles, and it's only a second practice there. Um, but they're firing on all cylinders. Um, they got a great duo in the backfield with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, and Traquan Smith, I think, um, is making a lot of big plays this year. Uh, surprising game, Roz, out of uh, Tennessee. The Titans taking it to the Patriots 34-10 to last week um dion lewis running a little angry Derek, excuse me Derek henry had a couple of touchdowns um just a horrible showing by the patriots and uh i think every once in a while you gotta have a game you gotta have a dud like that
2: you know tom is getting older and i understand he's gonna put up a game that shuts oh, everyone up again oh stop it but that's the titans are a fake team to me i don't care what win they have what wins they don't have all i know is god the Packers play calling all I know is the Patriots took a nice little beating and Corey Davis has finally put himself on the fantasy relevancy in terms of a wide receiver position and maybe if Mariota could stay on the field this is an offense that one day will threaten but again I think this Titans team is still far from good
0: yeah the um all the Titans have done this year they beat the Super Bowl champions and the uh, two teams from the AFC championship game but um let's move on more embarrassing than the Patriots effort this week, Roz, I think had to be the New York Jets letting Matt Barkley, who two weeks ago was sitting on a couch, tear them to shreds in a 41-10 to 10 drubbing. Um, Todd Bowles, and I'm questioning why he still has a job, Roz, because he has uh, been pretty brutal the past few years for the Jets. Um, I thought he should have been fired. This was absolutely embarrassing. To give up first of all, to give up forty one points to anybody is embarrassing. To give up forty one points to a Bills team that had, you know, has like a worse offense than Northwestern. It was unbelievable. Um, I think Todd Bowles needs to go.
2: I'm with you on the Todd Bowles. Time's probably up. I'm with you that the Jets just are like a they're the iconic New York team. They don't know how to draft, they don't know how to expand their uh, their team make it better. I'm all for everybody in New York leaving. Uh, they lose by 31 points to the Buffalo Bills, arguably the worst team in the NFL. Really embarrassing. But Lashawn McCoy came back. He bounced back. One twelve, two touchdowns, uh, 26 carries. Feed him the rock, and Matt Barkley trying to make a name for these USC quarterbacks somehow, some way. So we'll see if it works out. Yeah, it was there
0: was, there was a reemergence of the USC quarterback, um, and yeah, it was good to see Matt Barkley have a little bit of success. Uh let's go to the Sunday night game. Jason Garrett <laughs> survives for one more a week. For me, he's been on my hot seat for like the past two and a half years. But he just seems right when you're at that point of snipping him, he finds a way. Um Dallas scores fourteen points in the fourth quarter. They get it done. Um Zeke and Dak lead this Cowboys team against man, the Eagles are brutal. Let's just let's just put that out in the universe. The Eagles are a terrible football team. Um, Their
2: defense, not very good, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, not very good. And the Redskins have a pretty commanding lead here in the NFC East two games. Um, But, yeah, so Jason Garrett um, keeps his job for one more week. And Pat Shermer keeps his job for one more week as the New York Giants beat Nick Mullins, the Nick Mullins from Southern Mississippi, uh, on Monday Night Football, twenty-seven twenty-three. Eli throws a last set, a last-minute touchdown to Sterling Shepard um, to win that one. Odell caught a touchdown and uh, all is well two right now. do forget two touchdowns. Um, a lot of Giants fans bitching about how they're falling out more from the race for the number one pick. Um, I say shut up. I say this professional sports. I think you go out in the field, you try to win. I don't think there's any franchise quarterbacks in the draft next year. So every time you step on the field, 60 minutes, just once a week, try to win the game. Very happy with the Giants' effort. And Eli. Um,
2: looking like the Eli of old.
0: Looking like the Eli of old um, in his much younger days. But that's all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com.
2: Kyle Fackrell, let's go.
0: Let's go. Uh, somebody on the Packers. But we're going to give you our picks after this segment. Um, we got five of them to go. Big week in the NFL, game of the year, Chiefs-Rams. Not Mexico anymore. Um, That game got moved, but we're going to tell you all about it after the break.
2: What's up, what's up, everybody, with the Packers still holding on to a lead. Mike Daniels taking a little limp off, so I'm a little upset about that. But uh, defense looking good, holding them here in the second half. We've got our NFL game picks for this week. I'm excited to talk about them. I know that I'm taking a lot of road teams this week and a lot of teams that I wouldn't imagine betting. But, Xander, I'll start us off since we're both on the Cardinals this week. I'm looking for a Cardinals drubbing. I'm looking for another David Johnson Four touchdown performance against this Raiders team that is so disgraceful. They belong in the college football ranks, if not lower than that. I think Deerfield High School might even have a shot against this Raiders-led team. I'm all in. Cardinals minus five and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm all in on the Cardinals, too. And I think if you were going to tell in me— Byron,
2: we trust, baby.
0: in Byron, we trust. If you were going to tell me after week one that the Cardinals would be five-point favorites over anybody, I would have said— like probably not, but that one team if it were to be a team would be the Oakland Raiders because they're just so bad but um you know what Cardinals lost 26 uh, 14 to the chiefs last week, but you know what I thought it was a pretty good effort it was uh inspiring they played pretty well for against arguably the best team in the league David Johnson getting the rock a lot more you love to see it if he's on your fantasy team. Um, And like you said, Roz and Byron, we trust. I think this offense is going to get rolling a little bit. Um, They might even put up 30 points. So I like the Cardinals this week um, against this Raiders team that is just – they're just Uh, god-awful. I got a
2: pig – do well, well, you, you, where we you want to big, pick or do we, do we want to go the big game? NFC rivalry?
0: Let's go big NFC rivalry. I'm all all right. about well, it. Well,
2: ba- holding on to the Packers' win, I'm going to root hard against the Bears. I'm also going to pick against them as I take the Vikings plus three to your Bears minus three. Me and Witts will be go head-to-head this week as we're hoping the Packers will be sitting there waiting to watch one of these teams fall after they pick up the W tonight against the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, the Vikings are just going to be a day late and a dollar short. Khalil Mack will have three sacks in this game. Um, and Kirk Cousins might even toss him an interception because he's been known to do that from time to time. I think this Bears team, I think if there there's a game, there's a game of the season, it is Sunday night against Minnesota. Big home matchup. I think Mitch Trubisky needs to show up to play. They need to get some stuff going on offense because um, if they take an early lead, Everybody loves when Captain Kirk starts chucking up the ball to try to come back in the game. Um, So look for a heavy pass rush from the Bears. I like a minus three. Um, I think they're going to win this game by 10 points.
2: Very fair. And wits. I'm going to go with my next pick as we both have AFC picks. You've got the Chargers minus seven, but I've got the Colts minus one against the Titans because the Titans will go down and Andrew Luck will continue to win in this AFC South. Be the sneaky man that he is. The number one overall draft pick is playing like it this year. I'm all for Andrew Luck minus one.
0: Yeah, Andrew Luck, sneakily, 2,500 yards and 26 touchdowns on the year. Um, I'm going with the guy who is, I think, officially defeated father time, Phillip Rivers, um, doing some great things over there in Los Angeles this year. Uh, Rivers, Gordon, and Keenan Allen. I mean, I, think, I feel like I bring it up a lot, but – that's a that's a three-headed monster over there. Um, Broncos, I think they got a, they got a tough football team, but I just don't think they're very good. Los Angeles, I think they're going to make some moves in the playoffs this year. Um, they might even get to the AFC Championship game. I like a minus seven this week. Uh, Phillip Rivers, four touchdowns, 400 yards. It's going to be a big we, week.
2: We both are feeling the AFC South this week. You've got the Falcons. I've got the Carolina Panthers. What you have is the Falcons minus three and a half and I've got the Panthers minus four and a half. I think this is a walk away week for this team. You need the Falcons to bounce back after their embarrassing drubbing by the Browns. And I need a bounce back for the Panthers after their brutal loss to the Steelers.
0: Yeah. It seems like Matt Ryan, um, is on or off every week. Uh, so last week didn't look very good against the Browns. So I think he turns it on this week against the Cowboys. Um, I feel about the Cowboys like you do about the Titans. I just don't think they're a good football team. Um, and I think a lot of that starts at the top with their head coach because they're just the most average team in the league. Um, Falcons, season is fading fast. They're not going to win this division with the Saints in there. The Panthers are playing well, too. They need this victory. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, can he find the end zone two weeks in a row? I think he just might. Uh, I say He one did for- last week. Give me one for Julio. Give me one for Calvin Ridley. um, And I think the Falcons win this one 28-20.
2: Wow. And our last picks of the week, you go back to your lowly Giants, minus one and a half. And I'm going to go to Pittsburgh, a team that has an offense that is unstoppable, minus five and a half. I like the Steelers this coming week. Give it to me. They are on the road, but they're going to score some points.
0: My lowly Giants are coming off a one-game winning streak. Um, you make it two, You don't know. You never know what's going to happen uh, against Tampa Bay Bucks. You remember Roz when the Tampa Bay Bucks were two and zero oh, um, yeah, with Fitz was, Magic? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, but he's still starting. Fitz Magic is still starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I do like the Giants minus one and a half. Their offense showed a little more pizzazz. In that game against San Francisco, if, if that's a word you can use to describe offenses, um, Eli looked like he's moving a little, a little better in the pocket. And man, people who were hating on uh, the Saquon Barkley pick because they thought the Giants should have taken a quarterback, whew, man, I think that guy just proves you wrong every week. He is one of the best running backs in the National Football League. I don't know what your thoughts are, Roz, but dude, that guy is a machine very hard to be stopped. Um, He's a
2: franchise running back, a guy who can change a team's dynamic with a snap of a finger. And by that being drafted where he was drafted, I think there's no doubt in my mind. He deserved to go where he went. And there's no doubt in my mind that the giants are just a quarterback away from having arguably the most prolific offense in the NFL.
0: Yeah. And that's, um, I thought it was an interesting point when I was thinking about it. I don't see any quarterbacks next year that are franchise changing, you know, just kind of off the top, what I'm looking at right now. Um, so, I mean, I know, you know, as a fan, you don't want to wait, but I think the Giants, you know, if they don't get the number one pick or the pick that they want to draft a quarterback that they want, just try to keep making the team better and eventually it'll fall into place. But, you know, and it's such a win now league, but I don't, I don't think you want to make a mistake like trying to draft the next guy to back up or to carry on Eli Manning's legacy. Um, Cause he's, he's definitely getting old a lot faster than a lot of other quarterbacks out there, but. I did win two super bowls so let's not um you know let's not give him all the hate that a lot of people around the league are giving him
2: great punt by jk scott to put him within the three here in (laughs) seattle let's talk about we didn't bet on this game but a very important game this week and that is the rams chiefs the most unbelievable offenses we've seen in a long time the greatest show on turf, round two this is going to be an exciting game here in los angeles california
0: yeah i think one of the Highest, I don't know for sure. But one of the highest overunders, sixty-four and ever. a
2: half, the highest since nineteen eighty-four. under nineteen
0: eighty-four. I mean these these two teams. You look at it; they they've got such similar setups. I mean, they got two young stud quarterbacks. They got two great young running backs. Um, each have dynamic playmakers. Uh, you look at Tyree Kill, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. R.I.P. He's out for the year, but he was doing some great things you got a great tight end in Travis Kelsey. Um, it's a lot of weapons over there in the, the defense. Um, I, there's a ton of names over there in uh, Los Angeles. I was about to say St. Louis again. Um, so I, th- I think their defense is a little bit better. But, I mean, there should be a ton of points in this game. And it's uh, kind of weird they moved from Mexico City. Uh, something with the field conditions. The field
2: looked awful. You should have looked at pictures. I, I did Just see like the picture. out.
0: My thought was like, dirt did they, go. yeah, did they not know about it, or did they not look it up? It was it seems like it was kind of typical. Uh, Roger Goodell NFL, uh, just not not doing things the right way.
2: Right. I'm a little skeptical, too. It takes away from a market that they were building on the entire year. Mm-hmm. And how do you not manage that facility when you're bringing the largest sport in America to that facility? And that's the NFL. I'm surprised with how it was all handled. Tickets were a lot lower in terms of purchasing here in L.A. due to the short notice. Um, They're going to pack the house. They gave tons of tickets away to first responders and people who've been displaced by the fires out here in California, so they're going to fill the place for sure, but it's definitely a hard hit on the Capitol for the NFL.
0: Yeah, especially um, when the Rams, you know, they had traveled to Colorado to get a little practice working in the altitude, um, and I'll find out. You know, they didn't need to go in the first place. But uh, it'll still be a great game. Uh, One of the better Monday night games in recent memory. That is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com. Keep listening to the show, people. We got a lot of great stuff going on. Um, College football playoff around the corner. We got NCAA. March Madness is going to be here before you know it. And then we're going to start picking up a new season in the MLB. But hope you have a great weekend. Don't forget your football, and we'll catch you next week, everybody. You see. Born into the in his first revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.